Podcasting. The PSAs you hear on Miller and Condon and iHeartMedia Des Moines are presented in part by Nick Mick. We take care of our own. Now, here's Miller and Condon. All right, hour number two, Miller and Condon, Trent Condon, Ken Miller with you right up until noon. It's Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO and 106.3 FM. Momentarily, Dave Sproul, KASI in Ames. Tom Cakert from HawkeyeReport.com in about 20 minutes. Claxon's Barbecue to give away at about 1145-ish or so. Claxon BBQ on the web. ClaxonBBQ.com, 3131 uh, Southwest 8th Street in Altoona. Dave Sproul, the Cyclones play on KASI 1430. Up in Ames, Dave joins us. Dave Trenton, Ken, thanks for coming. Coming on, how are you? I am fabulous. How are you guys? Well, we're kind of expecting that maybe we'll get a schedule today from the Big 12. Apparently, the athletic directors haven't uh, got it in their email inbox. Uh, and apparently, Randy Peterson reporting that we may find some clarity on that. Uh, do you think it'll be today, or do you think we're going to have to wait throughout the weekend before we find out? We know who the opponents are going to be, for the most part. Uh, we just don't know how they're going to match up on the schedule. Yeah, the the big question is yeah who you'll play when, not who you'll play, but when right. you'll play them and how many weeks they'll build into the schedule to make up games that might get postponed or delayed or whatever uh, due to the COVID nineteen situation. I, I if if Randy doesn't know for sure, I'm sure not going to know for sure about <laughs> when that announcement will come. But uh, by all means, the sooner the better. I'd love if that happened today so we can kind of start delving into it and maybe plan for some football games we played at Jack Trice Stadium and across the Big 12. That would be nice. It's going to be here before we know it. That uh, date gets closer and closer, yet we still don't know who Iowa State is going to play in the first game. The announcement yesterday, the UNLV home game, has been moved to 2030. That road game for next season still on, though, in Vegas. I know a lot of people hmm. pumped up to make it out there, see the new stadium, and watch Iowa State UNLV a season from now. But that game remains on the road in 2021. Who do you anticipate they're going to play? We don't have official determination. More FCS conferences continue to cancel. What does that mean for South Dakota and the Missouri Valley Football Conference? Ball State, we still don't know what the MAC is going to do here. Could it be somebody completely off the board here? Who would be the betting favorite in your mind to be that one non-conference game Iowa State gets? Oh, boy. Uh, that's a really good question there. Uh, of the two that are still on the schedule, I'd say South Dakota, but uh, it depends on what the Division One Council does with uh, championships, FCS championships, and fall championships in general. Uh, for And that, I think, is going to be decided next week. And then there's the whole question of yeah, what the MAC will do, what the Valley will do. Um, it's so so up in the air uh, that it's hard to, to predict. I, I'm going to go out on a limb and say Ball State, and I, I would have told you a week ago that would be the least likely to stay on the schedule yeah. because mm-hmm. that one would be the easiest to get out of the contract without forking over any money. But if the Valley you know, decides not to hold football this season, then you can't have you and I, you can't have South Dakota. Uh, you might not have to pay, pay the buyout to, to get out of that contract. Um the Ball State contract's pretty cheap, and you maybe make some of that or all that back just based on the fact that you're adding inventory for TV and you're going to get fans in the stands. The plan still is to get 50% capacity at Jack Trace Stadium. 
So I'm going to say Ball State as of right now, but like everything else, I might change my mind in an hour. Hmm. Do you think that there will be they'll be forced to change their mind about the 50% capacity? We're seeing a lot of leagues uh, that have, that fall below that 50% number. I know that what did they cap it at 30? I 30,000. I want to say, Dave. Um, when do you th- will they wait as long as they possibly can before they go forward with a number of um, at least to start the season? How many folks will be allowed uh, into the building? with obviously an opportunity to adjust uh, should this thing kind of ease off a little bit. Uh, what are you hearing on the capacity to begin the season, if anything? Yeah, I think the, the the phrase you use there, waiting as long as possible, applies to just about every decision being made in regards to college football right mm-hmm. now and certainly uh, would apply to the, the uh, attendance situation. It, it does seem to me rather ambitious uh, that you want to try to get 50% capacity in there right. and still get enough spacing between groups to be to be safe um we'll see how it plays out it would be kind of tough though to do it at this point because they've sold out uh half capacity for the whole season and you're going to pull the rug out from somebody who's going to be pretty upset about that presumably so it, it won't be easy but i would not be surprised i'll just put it this way i would not be surprised if iowa state uh does reconsider that a little bit and maybe pulls back on the the capacity overall if they can't figure out a way to do it safely new look at the football helmets they have a lower shield in them of course we've seen face shields for a number of years in uh in football helmets but this one looks a little bit different oklahoma state they also had a uh, twitter video of their helmet with the shield is it online i didn't see it it is yeah you can find it at uh cyclone football's twitter account is where you can see the shield just like a welder's face mask no no it there's the eyes are open it is on the lower half is where the shield is it's a different look than anything i've seen before this has got to be a difficult process, though, figuring things out. Oklahoma State has the full shield, both top and bottom, just figuring out what's most comfortable. And this is going to be, be an impactful, I'm sure, quarterback probably at the forefront of it, playing with these different face shields. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it, you know, maybe one of the benefits of having a, an engineering college right nearby <laughs> yeah. uh, will be developing something that can be useful on the field in that manner. And, you know, I've seen some of the reactions from NFL guys who tried out some of the face shields that the the helmet manufacturers have tried, and they've talked about how it's just near impossible to breathe. And I think the ones Iowa State put together, you know, they're not so close to the mouth that it's going to really stifle your breathing, but you can imagine as you're breathing heavily and that it hits that that shield, it'll reduce the the spread of the uh, particles, you know, that can spread the, the virus. Uh, the problem is, I mean, especially when you're talking about, you know, the offensive defensive linemen, they're just right in each other's face. They're swapping spit practically, and that's about the, you know, the number one way to transmit the virus. So uh, when it comes right down to it, I'm not entirely sure there's any amount of, of face shields or technology that can could completely prevent, you know, guys from spreading, you know, those, uh, not germs, but spreading the virus or, or swap and spit and things like that. It's it's going to be really really tough. Try as hard as you might to to prevent that completely. Uh, but uh, it's it's interesting to see Iowa State at least trying to take an innovative approach and in, you know partnering with with the engineering uh, department there to to figure out something. You know, we should have had or we should be on the cusp of uh, of media day at both Iowa State and at Iowa. Uh, neither one of them, uh, well, we know the conferences didn't happen, but the schools have not scheduled them, at least with, as far as I know of. So that kind of is a difficult trying to determine how Campbell's 
uh, staging practice, right? Do you know what's going on as far as what they're doing uh, right now is in, in anticipation of September 12th, which is apparently when the uh, season is going to begin. Then they're going to have a bye week, and then they're going to get jump into conference play. Do you know what they're doing practice-wise, Dave? I don't know for sure, but I, I have a suspicion they'll kind of continue some of the things they've been doing in more individualized workout, and that's maybe dividing up into to pods and, and smaller groups and spreading out practice times. Typically, uh, to start fall camp in, in past years, they've done two practice a day, split the, the squad in half, half of them practice in the morning, half practice in the afternoon. Now, you got a week here, uh, another week through next Friday without classes, uh, so they could maybe even schedule additional practice periods and have even smaller groups going at it and, and divide it up that way. I happen to drive past the area where they are holding practice. and they have The tents you typically see, it looks like the tents, tents you typically see lined up uh, for tailgating before games are actually set up out there at the practice field, and uh, I suspect they'll be using those to maybe help guys keep distance or maybe just get out of the sun uh, once in a while. Uh, so I'm, I'm certain they're exploring ways and coming up with different approaches to make sure that they, they do this safely and that you don't get a, a spread of, of COVID across the, the full team. Let's jump, Dave, into a little basketball, a big week for the Cyclones and Coach Prome as they get the commitment of Tyrese Hunter, another Wisconsin native with mm. the name Tyrese. I That'll think work. that's a pretty good start <laughs> at a top 100 player along with it. I mean, when you're beating programs like they did, Florida, Marquette, Georgia, Arizona State, Virginia Tech. There's a host of big-time offers here. What can you tell us about this one and a great start for that 2021 class? Yeah, you know, i I, I got to admit I don't follow recruiting all that much because, boy, there, there's a situation that's like COVID. It's like it changes hour by hour yes. just on a constant basis. Uh, so I, I don't have the time or energy to really keep up with everything that's going on in the recruiting world. But if you get a guy who's a top 100 prospect, top mm-hmm. 20 at his position by the major uh, recruiting outlets, then, you know, you got a, a pretty uh, solid player, a guy who's highly sought after, as you mentioned, a lot of high major offers some very notable programs who are going after this guy along with Iowa State. And I, I did see a quote uh, from Hunter uh, talking about the relationship uh, with Steve Prome, and that's a really a strength for Prome, you know, is, is really uh, relating to, to players and getting to know them well and showing, you know, how much he cares about them as people as well as his players and uh, their development as human beings, too. So that's always a, a big thing that works in Iowa State's advantage. You know, you're not just perceived as a basketball factory. You're, you're going to a place that, that cares about the sport but also cares about the, the student-athletes as well. Uh, so that's a big selling point for Iowa State. Uh, much more than that, I couldn't tell you. I don't know what kind of moves or handles this guy's got, but uh, he's a top 20-point guard in the nation, and that's a, a great place to start for Iowa State on the recruiting trail. Well, you saw Bridget Carlton play during her Iowa State career. That's a really a remarkable story for her, getting an opportunity in the WNBA and not knowing she's going to start. And, you know, it's essentially, what, within an hour of her first game, she we, we need you to start tonight, and she goes in and pours in 25 in her first game. Um Bridget Carlton, uh, did you did where she anticipated to have this kind of impact? I guess the answer is probably no, right? Because I think she uh, you know bounced around a little bit before she was given that opportunity. But boy, oh boy, talk about taking advantage of it. Good for her. Yeah, absolutely. And I, I don't think there was a lot of anticipation that she'd be a big cog in in the links, uh, you know, wheels there uh, coming into the season, but an opportunity arose. They, they lost a player to injury, at least for, for that game. I'm not sure what the long-term prospect there is. 
So Carlton got the word a half hour before game time to, to, you know, get out there and get in the starting lineup. And yeah, she certainly made the most of it. She's never, you know, she's always been that, that kind of player who's going to give you her all. Uh, great deal of toughness, no fear of, of an opponent, no matter what. And her love of basketball is pretty, pretty incredible. You think about, you know, guys like George Yang or Monte Morris, it's easy to see how much they love the game. And Carlton's the same way. And she's really stuck with it. She got drafted by, I believe it was Connecticut, uh, uh, coming out of Iowa State. Got cut there eventually. She kind of latched on with the Lynx late last season. Started out with a seven-day contract. And they kept her around another week or two to finish out the, the season. Brought her back into training camp because what coach wouldn't love the, the kind of work ethic that she puts into it. Uh, so they, they kept her around. And it's not surprising that she would make the most of an opportunity. But I got to admit, to that degree, I would never have expected Dave, how about our Minnesota Twins? They coughed one up yesterday, but uh, the Twinkies, that is a very dangerous team. It's fun to be excited about the Twins and, I don't know, maybe feel hopeful come the playoff time in the Yankees that they do have a chance. Am I am I getting too optimistic here? I, I hope not because I would love to take down those pinstripers oh. in the postseason. Finally, yes. uh, we're, we're really going to need to see somebody emerge as a true you know ace-type starter, and we'll see if, you know, a guy like Kenta Maeda can be that guy, or you know Jose Barrios elevates his game and really becomes a shutdown type pitcher. Or if it's just you know you just keep relying on that bullpen to come through again and again. And the thing that's maybe concerning, or you can flip that and say maybe optimistic, is that outside of Nelson Cruz and maybe uh, Kepler, uh, it, it seems like that that batting lineup isn't at full speed yet, and right. they've been banged up. Donaldson's on the shelf at the moment. If they get everybody in that lineup going the way they did last season. You're talking about a team that can outscore anybody, so maybe that'll just be the formula if they get everybody healthy and productive in that lineup and then just rely on that bullpen that's been pretty lights out dating all the way back to the start of last season. Indeed. Dave Sproul, KSI up in Ames. Dave, thank you. Appreciate it. We will have a schedule to uh, go over uh, when we talk uh, a week from today. Thank you, Dave Sproul. Looking forward to it already. Yeah, you and I both. Thank you. Dave Sproul, KSI and Ames, 1430. That's where the Cyclones play in Ames, 1430 on the AM dial. Uh, yeah, getting that Tyrese kid from Wisconsin, mm-hmm. from Wisconsin right? To sign for that. I he did not Florida know. for a kid. I did not know that, that, that he had a, a list like that. Yeah, it was big time. Oof. So that is a great jump in. Think of college coaches. You're certainly... So accustomed throughout the whole summer, sitting in those hot gyms yeah. across the right, country, right, right. getting to see all these kids, evaluate all these mm-hmm. kids. A lot of rental cars, a lot of hotel yes. rooms. <laughs> and one of the things, it was his AEU coach, and I know AEU coaches are not going to say, well, you know, he's not a really good prospect. But this was also a kid that many people anticipated in recruiting circles was going to kind of blow up here and go from this nice tier recruit. I think Florida is certainly the, the biggest program that offered him but seeing some of even bigger programs start to sniff her out a little bit more if he would have been able to play a full AAU circuit this year. Good for Iowa State that didn't yeah, happen, Yeah, that's a good point. Excellent point. Uh, Tom Caker at HawkeyeReport.com coming up. But right now, before we get to that point, KXNO and iHeart would like to help you pay your bills. Text the keyword LOVE to 200. 200 right now. It's your chance to win $1,000. LOVE to 200. 200. You'll get a confirmation text and info. Standard data and message rates apply in this nationwide contest. All right, we'll uh, do the Hawkeyes next with Tom Caker at HawkeyeReport.com. Barbecue to give away from Claxons before we slide out of here at noon. Miller and Condon, Des Moines Sports Station, 1460, KXNO and 106A.
Time, Millery Condon, Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO. Did the clones, let's do the Hawks. Tom Kakert, HawkeyeReport.com, joins the program. A lot of ground to cover with Tom. Let's get right into it. How are you, Tom Kakert? I'm doing really well. Well, that's good to hear. Yeah, we are. I'll speak for Trent on this one. He looks well. He's on the other side of the glass, but he looks like he's doing fine. Fighting allergies. But uh, Tom told me this will perk your interest, Ken. He's been making a little money betting playoff hockey. Have you, Tom? What's the secret? Listen to me and go the other way? (laughs) (laughs) You know, know, the unders were really coming in a lot um, early on in some of those games, except for, of course, the the Blackhawks series where you just bet over every time and you're winning. So, um, big day in the NHL. Boy, I'll say six Six games. Six games. Six games. Eliams. Yes. Yeah, you'll be busy, Tom Caker. You'll be firing at that account. Well, let, let's get into the I Hawks. Don't know. We'll see. Okay. We'll see. All right. <laughs> you're you're going to keep your profit. Uh, it's a good way to go about things. Uh, let's uh, let's start with Oliver Martin. Um, are you surprised, yeah. Tom? I mean, we we talked about him a couple of weeks ago. That's you know just comparing last year, the summer buzz as opposed to this year, um, and it was just obviously was completely different. But did did the word. This late in the game, I guess, did it surprise you that he's going to enter the transfer portal? It did a little bit because you would think that he was going to, if he was going to leave, he was going to leave earlier than this, and he'd try and find a place because most places are getting underway this week. You know, today is kind of the day to get going. So um, from that perspective, it just didn't make uh, a lot of sense. But um, his whole thing, it's just been... Just all the way around, it's just been weird from the, the, you know, the recruitment blowing up to jumping in a pool with Jim Harbaugh to the rumors that never stopped about coming back to Iowa, then coming back, then catching a touchdown pass in the first game he played as a Hawkeye to essentially disappearing from playing time. I mean, it's just, and the obsession of Iowa fans with him, it's now done. So I guess we can all move on. So his name is in the transfer portal, and we don't know what's going to happen at the FCS level. That would make the most sense. I mean, the, the likelihood he would get a waiver to be able to play this fall seems highly unlikely. What's your speculation where he's going to end up? What type of program he's going to end up at? Would it shock you if he went up to Cedar Falls? No, no, not at all. It wouldn't, wouldn't to me either. Um, just That just seems like, most logical thing for him to do is, you know, just go up there and he could be a star. But, but, you know, some people have suggested to me that maybe he's going to head to the Mac, maybe look for a Mac school, um, try and land there. But, you know, at this late date, are you just going to sit for a year, then just give up a year of eligibility? I don't know. Yeah. This doesn't make much sense. Well, and, and you know, Tom, you look at the, the, the group of receivers, and as everybody um, has been saying, um, as much depth at the receiver position as, as I was had it in, in a long, long time. Yes, they've had some good players. Don't get me wrong. But, they, but the depth seemingly wasn't there as it is this year. Look, he, he looked at that roster. He looked at that depth chart and saw where he's going to start training camp and knew he was probably up against it. So I understand why he did it. I am surprised that it lasted this long. Is there any connection to Northern Iowa that you know of, Tom, other than an in-state school and not far away? Yeah, that's, that's the only thing, just that it would be fairly close to home. 
Um, so from that perspective, maybe it makes some sense. I think it's, isn't his sister swimming at Arizona State now? I think she might be swimming okay. there. So maybe he goes out there. I don't know. It just, um, it just the whole thing's weird. And you're right. He was, he was probably fifth or sixth on the depth chart. At best, probably. Mm-hmm. You know, yep. he's behind Smith, Marset, Smith, Regani, Tracy, Tracy yep. for sure. Um, and then he's probably in there with you know Max Cooper and Desmond Hudson, that next that next level of of guys. So I just think if he would waited a year, he's probably you know going to get plenty of reps the next year. I would think. And uh, some breaking news as we speculate about the destination of Oliver Martin. The Missouri Valley Football Conference is expected to announce this afternoon they're canceling their fall season. will attempt to move to spring. Another ball domino. State versus Iowa State yeah, South is Dakota, now set in stone. Yeah, South Dakota, you take them off the board. Yep. You and I had a couple of games with Big Sky Conferences. Those Jeez. are already been moved yesterday. So looks like that'll be moving. And boy, does that impact Oliver Martin there? Well, Cedar Falls, is there a spring season? What does that mean? You're not going to get a chance against the big boys outside of North Dakota State. Maybe the MAC does make more sense. Tom, it just continues. Every single day, more and more stories. We get the football schedule for the Big Ten earlier this week. Where are you today? Where are you compared to where you were a week ago? Will we see Iowa football this year? I still hold out hope that hmm. uh, that we're going to play. I, I just don't know if... Uh, um, if we're going to see that first weekend, but I, I think a lot depends on how things go. It's really interesting today. Maryland, you know, they're opening yeah. up practices too, and had a bunch of players, including their expected starting quarterback Josh Jackson. Uh, no relation to Iowa's Josh Jackson, who was here a few years ago, but and two of their offensive linemen all opt mm-hmm. out. Their tight end has medical issues, and he's he's out. So they just you know had. Uh, Massive numbers uh, go down. I know Tua's brother is trying to get eligible there, but um, you know he hasn't really played, so right. um, they're they're in a world of hurt. Uh, um, so we'll see if. But I'm I'm hopeful that that we can get something in. Now, do, do we finish the season? I don't know, but mm-hmm. I, I think we'll get. Uh, there's a will to get it going. Well, look, as you're on a roll, and I certainly hope that you remain on a roll, Tom, because you said all along that Luca Garza is going to be a hawk for his senior season. You were proven right when they made the announcement. We haven't spoken since. Uh, how difficult, Tom, do you get the sense that it was for him? I mean, obviously, he's very close to his teammates. He loves the coaches. He loves McCaffrey. That's been very apparent. Uh, but, but how yeah. difficult was the decision, Tom, that you know of? I don't, I don't really think it was all that difficult for him. I, I think he had to examine everything and see what was out there, but he was going to be marginal draft pick, second round, maybe get some two ways. Um, and he, you know, honestly, if they end up bagging the basketball season, which I don't think they're going to do, I, you know, I broke my bubble. Here's how you make a bubble yeah. piece today, uh, that I just put up this morning. Um, but, um, I, I think they're going to play because the NCAA makes the bulk of their revenue from that tournament, and they missed the tournament last year. So they're going to find a way to play. And um, I, I just think he wants to do some special things at Iowa, um, you know, potentially be the all-time leading scorer, but also kind of put yourself in the record books, take this team to a Final Four potentially, and, and do something really special. So take us down the path of what you wrote at Hawkeye Report. Love to know, yeah. On the bubble – 
how this would work in college basketball for this year? You're talking about a couple of different times for the bubble. How's this work out in your mind, Tom? Yeah, I what I what I think is, you know, we start looking at college basketball probably around Thanksgiving when they have all those mm-hmm. tournaments. So let's and schools are done. Uh, they're gonna, most of the schools are going to be done at Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. So just take Big Ten teams. You can divide them into two spots or do one bigger spot. You know, do it in Columbus, Ohio, or something where they did the TBT, uh, where they housed all those teams. And you go and you just have a bubble there. And, um, uh, you know, you play until just before Christmas, take a break at Christmas, New Year's, come back, bubble up again, and uh, play some more games. You can probably play 20, 24 games in that period of time, uh, those two uh, stretches within the conference. Fran has even suggested maybe sliding in some Big East and ACC uh, things for like the, the Gavit games, the challenges. And I think that would be interesting. Maybe do those, uh, somehow in a, uh, bubble, depending on the conference in, uh, earlier November, uh, and just do for like a week and, and try and get those games in. I, I think there's some interesting ideas. One other thing I threw out, if you want to just put more inventory out there, more games and, uh, in March, for conference tournaments, why not make them double elim? If you want to just kind of have some more games uh, to be able to play, do yeah. a double elim tournament for a week. I like that. I like that a lot. The double elimination tournament. You got a, the team that comes out of the backside of the brackets. Got to double dip the team like it. in the championship. Yep. Sign me up. Love the idea, Tom. Double elimination for conference tournaments. So, yeah. so when will we know, Tom? I mean, whatever plan they're going to put out there. Um, we still don't necessarily know football. We know what the Big Ten is doing. Big 12, apparently the ADs have their schedule, the Big 12 ADs, and they may share it with us later today or Monday, and that would complete the Power Fives as far as uh, what they've got on the drawing board. When do you anticipate they would have to know what they're going to do bubble-wise if indeed that's the way they go uh, from Thanksgiving on? Would it be October, middle of October? Yeah, I think it's going to be a little while. I think... Um basketball is probably like way down the agenda items because they're trying to get football going. Mm -hmm. And uh, I think they're going to be completely focused on, on getting football uh, and going up, up and running and seeing if they can make that work. And then they'll focus on basketball. But I know that, you know, Jeff Goodman and some of these guys started tweeting about it yesterday that uh, coaches are talking about, you know, doing a bubble. And I think the bubbles work guys. Yes. You look at the NBA, the WNBA, the MLS, NHL looking at the places that 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 have done it um done a bubble they've done well places that aren't doing bubbles probably not doing well you know baseball we've seen you know several teams kind of have to shut down because of risks so um it's just um it's just something I think that you got to do is try and do a bubble and the TBT really was pretty successful I think a couple teams got disqualified because they had a positive test but um you know other than that they really um, kind of manage things once they got going and got their their uh, kind of their protocols established in a in a uh, location. Uh, back to scheduling, but back to football. We we know the, the we know the weeks. We know the buys are fitting. Uh, Scott Dockerman uh, wrote a good piece. Our friend with the Athletic. Um, he, he anticipates that. Well, he was told that. Um, don't be surprised if there's football. Uh, on other days of the week other than Saturday, potentially Thursday, potentially Friday, I doubt that they would slide a Big Ten tilt into a, to a maxion slot, but 
But who knows uh, if they're trying to keep, uh, make as much capture as much money as they can. But it looks as though there will be Big Ten games uh, that do move away from those Saturdays, Tom. Yeah, and it would make sense. Um, you're, you're, it's a television show, right? It is to create. It, it is. It's just a television show, and, and you have to just look at it that way. It's inventory for your television partners, be it Fox, uh, BTN, or ESPN. And they're looking for inventory. They're look because some conferences are not going to play. So, you know, if the, if action can't happen, why not put it in a action spot and um, and move things around? Especially if you're having to move your schedule around. So, uh, I suspect we're gonna we're gonna see some some things in different spots uh, along the way. Tom, as we started today, you uh, like to dabble in the gambling world. Iowa's schedule: Maryland has six announced uh, players that are sitting out. We hear Rondell Moore, their second appointment, Rashawn Bateman, who they'll play in the third week, Micah Parsons, Penn State's on the schedule. A lot of guys opting out on this Iowa schedule. Ten games, all conference games. Where are you putting the over-under for the win total? You're looking to get 50-50 action. We go to the Caker Casino. What's the win total for the (laughs) Iowa Hawkeyes this year? Um, I'll go seven. Seven. Yeah, it's the number six and a half, seven. You want to put a hook? Probably on six there. and a half. I yeah. think six and a half. I number. think you get fifty-fifty action with that number too. Yeah, yeah. I think seven, uh, six and a half. You're probably going to get maybe if you go seven and a half. I think you're getting some good action. Well, we'll, we'll see. Well, they should look at Tom as, as the schedule came, comes out. There's a really good chance they're six and zero, right? Mm-hmm. There's a really good chance before they and, and Michigan State's a win, so that's maybe the number is six. Purdue. Purdue is less scary now. Yeah, for sure. There's yes. no Rondell Moore. Yep. Yeah, Bell's a nice Much player, less but scary. Yeah. Minnesota's less scary. Yeah. You don't have to play him on Friday on that quick turnaround after the Iowa State well, that game. We now. know of that we know of, but it won't be the quick turnaround that's from the Iowa State yes. game. Yes, back to back rivalry yeah. games with just five days in between. That was going to be tough here. Yeah, maybe just a rematch in the Big Ten championship game with the Buckeyes. What do you say? <laughs> back-to-back weeks. Yeah, let's run it back. They'll run it back a couple <laughs> weeks later. Let's do it. Tom Kaker at HawkeyeReport.com. Tom, we'll talk to you in a week's time. Thank you. Okay, thanks, guys. Yeah, good to talk to you. Tom Kaker at HawkeyeReport.com. So, uh, as I mentioned to Tom there, the breaking news, the Missouri Valley Football uh-huh. Conference moving to the spring. So that rumor that we talked about at the beginning mm-hmm. of the show was accurate. Trey Lance... Will not play. Will not play. Nope. He'll sit out. And the offensive lineman, his name's possible to pronounce, <laughs> with the Bison. Yep. He's a first-round pick. He won't play either. This is, on paper, the best UNI team since maybe that Eric Sanders team of 15 years ago. I know where you're going. This I would, I would. Yeah. Spring, football, we have a vaccine. Let's, let's play this game and let's... You have a vaccine. You going up in April... Watch a UNI North Dakota State game? No, I'm watching the XFL. You're the one. <laughs> I'm not watching the XFL. Think of how big, just in our state. I'm with I, you, Trent. I don't think that this is going to be suddenly some big boon uh-huh. for the FCS, and all of a sudden they're going to be getting... Who, what television partner picks it up? Well, they already have those deals with the regional Fox Sports, but yeah, does that become bigger? And the ESPN Plus and ESPN says, heck with the plus, we're putting this on the big channel. But here on the local front, for you and I, mm-hmm. how big that can be. If you had a chance to have a full Unidome for two, three, four games this year, I think mm-hmm. it's a real possibility. This could turn out for this year only. If you and I turns out to be as good as we anticipate, they are on paper. What a season this could be, playing it in the spring. 
When will we? Um, what, have they made the announcement official? Official? No, no. This afternoon is when that's, that's anticipated. When this is coming up? from a North Dakota state writer. Gotcha. That uh, has sources that says it, the announcement will come out this afternoon. Well, the rumors were out there overnight. Yep. And they were all over Twitter this morning. All right, let's do this trend. Let's uh, give four of our listeners an opportunity to win some barbecue from Claxons. First four callers right now: two eight four five nine six six. Two eight four five nine six six. If you get a ring, that means you're in. If you get a busy signal. Uh, you're going to have to wait until next week. We have four lines coming in, 284-5966. We'll take the first four callers, give you an opportunity to win barbecue from our friends at Claxons. Miller and Condon until noon. It's Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO and 106.3. Bash, bash. Welcome back. Final couple of minutes here on a Friday. Claxon's Barbecue in Altoona, 3131 8th Street Southwest. ClaxonBBQ.com. We will give our uh, Jason, Mike, Corey, and Dustin in that order for props. They'll give us four answers. Whoever gets the most right will win a $35 gift certificate from Claxon. The runner-up gets 25 for props and a tiebreaker. Jason is up first. Hello, Jason. How's your week? I'm doing good, Ken. How are, how are you guys doing? Doing fine. Thank you for asking. All right, the Blackhawks uh, The Blackhawks are up 2-1 in their series over the Oilers. Well, it's a best of five. Will they win the series? Yes. Cubs cards tonight. I have to go with the Cubs. Zach Johnson uh, began the day uh, in a tie for third. Will Zach finish in the top 15? Yes. Raptors are a three and a half point favorite tonight over the Celtics. I'll take the Raptors Ra- and the point. Raptors give the points, okay. And here's the tiebreaker, Jason. Closes without going over. Six games being played. I can tell you that there's three goals already scored in New uh the Islanders and the Panthers. That's almost at the end of the first period. So total goals uh, scored today. Closest without going over. There are three in the board in the first twenty minutes. Let's go with 20. 20. Jason, have a wonderful weekend. You boys do the same as well. Thank you, sir. Mike is up next. Hey, Mike, how's things? Good. How are you? Doing fine. Blackhawks are up 2-1 over Edmonton. Do they win their series? Yes, sir. Cubs cards tonight. Who do you like? Cardinals. Zach Johnson, does he have a top 15 finish at the PGA? No. Uh, Raptors are three-and-a-half point favorite over Boston tonight. I'll take Boston. And total goal scored today, closest without going over in the NHL. Uh, let's do 18. 18. Mike, have a good weekend. Thank you. Thank you. Appreciate it. Corey is next. Corey, welcome to Miller & Condon. How are you? Great. And yourself? Doing fine, thank you. Uh, it's a best of five Blackhawks in Edmonton. The Blackhawks are up 2-1. Do they win the series? Yeah. Cubs cards tonight. Cubs. Zach Johnson, top 15 at the PGA, yes or no? Yeah. Raptors, a three-and-a-half-point favorite over Boston tonight? Celtics. Taking the Celtics and the points for you. And uh, then total goal scored in the NHL today. Closest without going over, Corey. 16. 16. You have a good weekend. You too. Thank you. Thank you. And Dustin brings Claxons to a close for another week. Hello, Dustin. 
Hey, how are you, Ken? Good, thank you. Blackhawks are up 2-1. Will they finish the deal? Yes. Cubs cards tonight, Dustin. COVID-free, Cardinals all the way. <laughs> COVID-free, and they're ready to roll. Zach Johnson, top 15, yes or no? No. Uh, Raptors, three and a half over the Celtics. Uh, Raptors. Given the points. And uh, total goals in the NHL today, uh, Dustin, closest without going over. You said the total of six games? Six games in the NHL today, yes. 32. 32. I'm with you. I think there's going to be a lot of goals as well. Dustin, you have a good weekend. Thanks. You too. Thank, thank you. you. Uh, and thank you to Claxons, 3131 8th Street Southwest in Altoona. So did we get some separation? Mm, separation. I mean, is there, we got a lot of guys taking yes or no on, Dustin, or on uh, Zach Johnson. Well, everybody thinks the Blackhawks are going to win. I was going to take a peek at that. I might jump on the Oilers, but I can't find a series price. Okay. I know they play 545 today. Yes. Uh, so everybody's the yes there. We yeah. split on cards, Cubs. Okay. Split on Dustin or Zach. Zach, yep. Zach Macon. And we split in the Toronto Boston game. So, so we'll have some separation there. We should, yes. Unless everybody goes two and two. <laughs> Our two winners last week went two and two. Is that what it took last week? Two and two. The other two went one and three. So. Everybody had the Lakers last week. They didn't cover. They didn't win uh, their game on Friday. So, yeah, that's um, the way it goes. Sometimes 4-0 and isn't even good enough to do it. Some weeks. Have we had, have we had uh, a week that somebody had one right and took the big prize? Not the big prize, but they, uh, that has happened for the has $25 it? second okay. place, place prize. And we're mailing the certificates out. The building yes. is closed. So yes. if you win a prize, uh, you'll see it in your mailbox. Yes. And I've called Bill. I have Bill's address because he won in the past. Uh, but I do not have Jim, who got second last week. I called him, left him a message, but I will continue to try to contact him to get his address. Obviously, I have his phone number, but if you see a call coming in from KXNO, no, we're calling you because he won, and we need to get your address so we can get these great gift certificates. Mm-hmm. Barbecue. What's the deadline where the prize reverts to the hosts, if not oh, claimed? Oh, maybe I won't be making those phone calls. <laughs> I, I never saw that asterisk on there. I'd be jumping in big time. Clax is so good. It really is. And it's been a while since I, I used to be out in Altoona a lot more. Mm-hmm. Been a while. I need to make my way out there. Maybe that's a weekend trip. It's, Going to picking uh, some up for the family. It's worth the drive, Trent. They've been yeah. in business for over 20 years. And if you're a restaurant that lasts over 20 years, you must be doing something right. Uh, so what do you got planned for the weekend? Uh, my sister-in-law is coming to town with her kids. So it'll be a cousin weekend. Mm-hmm. Kids are... My daughter is incredibly excited about that. Good. So I uh, have a couple people around the house. We'll uh-huh. hang out. We'll have a good time. Always fun when she comes to town, too. And, yeah, just a little family weekend. And it'll be Uncle Trent will be watching a lot of golf Beautiful. and baseball and basketball and hockey this weekend. A full, full slate. You got another one on the menu now with the golf. Last weekend, it was almost overwhelming. Mm-hmm. We're taking it to another level this weekend. Yeah, the PGA is going to be good. And the good part is it's... Uh, it's it's taking place on the West Coast, so the time zone mm-hmm. means that we'll get primetime golf. Oh, so I think good. it's scheduled to end tonight and tomorrow at 9, the coverage quick, really? 9 o'clock. 8 o'clock on Sunday for the uh, final round. I just hope it's good leaderboard. certainly yeah. looks like it's going to be. All right, that's going to do it. Murph and Andy at 2, the uh, Fanatics at 4. Who's doing the Fanatics today? Do you know? I know Emery is in. I think Sean might be in with him. Wow. Well, if they, if they don't hear that duo tonight, you'll hear them tomorrow morning at 8 a.m., on the Saturday morning pregame. And when Monday rolls around, the morning rush will start the local programming. We're Miller and Condon, weekdays 10 to noon. Thanks for listening. On Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 and 106.3 FM.